Welcome to The Talk at Revolution, where each week we explore what it looks like to find Jesus and live like Him in a practical way. At Revolution Community Church, we know that we are better together. Each week, we look to celebrate Jesus, connect with others, and contribute to the church, community, and beyond. If you'd like to connect with Revolution or take a next step, please visit us at revolutioncc.org or at our Logansport, Indiana campus located at 3930 East Market Street. And now, we hope you are encouraged and challenged by this talk. All right, well, this is the second week of our new normal journey. So glad you're joining us as we just take this next step on the journey of figuring out this new normal that God has for our lives and our families, our community, beyond that, our church. And so glad you're joining us. Last week, we talked about how it seems like the question on everyone's mind right now is, when are things going to go back to normal? But the question we want to ask on this journey is, what if we went back to a new normal? What if we brought a better normal to our lives than the normal that we had before this crisis started? A new normal. Today's talk is going to be delivered by Eric McCoy. Eric is the campus pastor of Northview Church, uh, their Peru campus in Peru, Indiana. And Eric is an amazing communicator, an incredible friend. We, we've had some great conversations over this past year where he has challenged me, he has encouraged me, and I believe he's going to do that for you today. There's going to be a challenge, there's going to be some encouragement. So let's just join Eric as he brings us week two of New Normal. What's up, Revolution? My name is Eric, and I am so excited to be with you. And before we jump in today, uh, I just want to take a second to let you know that, that we are praying for you through this season, and we are so proud of you and the way that you have navigated these changing times. Like so many organizations, I know you've had to pivot from your normal rhythms, from the normal ways that you gather together and do church but I just want you to know that as somebody from the outside who's been looking in, I'm so proud of the way that you have kept the mission front and center, that you've remembered that church is not about buildings or gatherings. It's about people, and it's about this mission to introduce people to Jesus. And so I just want you to know that you're doing a great job and that God is going to continue to use this season in a really unique way. So keep going, and we're honored to be with you through it all. Today, we're going to continue a conversation that Anthony, our lead pastor, kicked off last week called The New Normal. And I love that we called this not another series that's just going to last a certain number of weeks, but we call this a journey that we're going on together. Uh, so we don't know how long this journey is going to be. We actually don't even know where it's going to lead altogether. But what we're believing through this time is that God wants to do something new in us as individuals, in us as a church and through us for the sake of the people that we're called to serve. We believe that there is a new normal that God is leading us to and that he's going to lead us through that as well. So we're leaning in and we're asking questions about how God may want us to navigate this journey together. So I think journey is a great word to use to describe this thing that we're on together. But there's another word that I've been using with my family and my team to describe this time. And that word is season. And if you're joining us from Indiana today, like I am, you know this is the time of year where it seems like the season changes maybe every other day. I mean, we've had days in the past few weeks where it's been snowing, 
We've had days where it was like 70 degrees. Sometimes that's the same day. Like you wake up and it feels like winter, but then by the afternoon, it's amazing outside. And that's just kind of part of it, living here in Indiana. Uh, but wherever you're joining us from today, we've all experienced the change of seasons. And sometimes seasons change kind of gradually. Like I think about the change from summer into fall where you may notice uh, the leaves starting to change a little bit, but in general, the weather still feels nice. You can still go outside and still do a lot of the same activities. So it's this gradual change from summer into fall. Other times, the change of a season, it's more dramatic. It, it changes overnight. Uh, sometimes leaving fall and moving into winter, when we have that first snow, if we have a big one, it feels like, oh my gosh, winter is here and uh, we're coming into the end of a year. So, so seasons can change slowly. Sometimes they change dramatically. And uh, this season that we're navigating together with the virus, for me, it, it was dramatic change. I mean, I can remember I was in meetings on Wednesday of the first week that we started navigating this thing together. And we were planning for business as normal. And by the end of the day on Thursday, just one day later, we were completely changing our plans, completely pivoting and feeling like, oh my gosh, normal has changed. We're stepping in to something new. This is a new season. And uh, the reason I wanna talk to you today about seasons is because I think it's important for us to be aware when seasons change. That if we don't recognize when a season is change, when a season is changing, if we don't prepare and actually change with the season, then we can miss out on what that season is intended for. Let me tell you what I mean. If you looked outside the window that I'm looking out right now, we're hanging out in my living room right now, but if you looked out the window, you would see my backyard. And I would be so embarrassed for you to see my backyard right now because it looks pathetic. Uh, there are just patches of dirt where there's supposed to be grass and it's a mess. The soil is all compacted and nasty and, and dry and cracked. And there's actually this thin layer of algae that's just started growing in our backyard. It's like, I need to trade in my man card because it looks so bad. But uh, the reason my yard looks like that is because for the past four years, every time summer starts to transition into fall, I've told my wife, hey, I, I need to make some plans to, to plant some grass back there. I mean, I've got to take care of the lawn. I've got to fertilize things and, and get it all ready for next season so that it's going to be great the next time around. And I've even gone as far before as to go out and buy grass seed and buy fertilizer and, and get ready for that season only to miss the season when it comes. I can't tell you how many times I've had the stuff, I've been ready to go, and next thing I know, it's snowing. And I realize, oh my gosh, I missed fall altogether. And then all of my plans, all of my preparations, sometimes all of the, the stuff that I've bought to make that yard look amazing for the next season, it's wasted because I didn't recognize the season when it came. And it's one thing, you know, to have a bad looking backyard. It's another thing to miss it when a season changes in our lives, when a season changes in our relationships, when a season changes in our worlds. What I wanna do with our time together today is I just wanna help you maybe be aware that we're in a new season together. We're stepping into a new normal. And I wanna give you some tools from the scriptures to help you maybe identify where you're at in this season, in this journey that we're on together, and to really practically take some steps to lean in to the new that God may wanna do in and through you. You know, one of my favorite books of the Bible is the book of Ecclesiastes. It's found in the Old Testament, and one of the things that I love about it 
is it kind of talks about life just as it is. It talks about the good and the bad. And one of the most famous verses is Ecclesiastes 3.1 that says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. And here's what I believe, guys. I believe that verse applies to this season that we're in together, to this journey that we're on in discovering a new normal. And to be really clear about what I mean, I don't for a second believe that God caused this virus, but I do believe that he wants to use it. I do believe he wants to use it to create something new in us, that this is a season that God specifically wants to use. In the book of Proverbs, it says this, that many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I don't think that's ever been as true as it is during this season. Many of us had a lot of plans and we can probably all remember sitting around saying plans continually get canceled. But what I want you to recognize today is that God's plan for you isn't canceled, that God's purpose for you in this season, on this journey that we're on together, it's not canceled, that it actually prevails and that God does want to do something in you through this time. So the question I would love for us to explore together is what does God want to do in you through this season? And how can you actually set yourself up to recognize this season for what it is and to open yourself up to what God may want to do? And to help you do that, I want to give you a framework for discovering a new normal. We're going to discover it by looking at the New Testament letter to the church in Rome. Uh, it's written by the Apostle Paul. And unlike a lot of Paul's letters, this one doesn't necessarily have a specific issue or circumstance that he's writing to this church about. Uh, we don't exactly know why he was writing it. A lot of scholars think this was one of his later letters as Paul was getting ready to go and uh, hopefully plant a church in Spain and that maybe he was thinking Rome would be kind of a home base for him as he continued to uh, move forward the message of Jesus. At, at any rate, it's one of Paul's most read letters. It's one of the most famous books of the Bible where Paul goes on and explains at a really high level everything that God had done through Jesus. And we're going to pick things up today in chapter 12. And what Paul has done throughout this letter is he spent the past 12 chapters talking about the amazing thing that God has done through Jesus, that, that God had raised up Jesus to fulfill his promise, to offer salvation to everyone, and, and how that really did change everything. And then Paul makes a transition at the start of chapter 12, and he starts to move from this kind of lofty theological talk into a little more of a practical advice on, on what it meant to live in light of what uh, he had just said. And so for us, I think we can look at this and begin to see this framework on how we can practically live as we navigate a new normal. So Paul picks things up in Romans chapter 12, verse one, and he says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy. And I want to pause this right there. We'll come back to this idea a little bit later, but I just want you to recognize with me that as Paul is making this shift into some practical advice, practical advice that we can actually apply in finding our new normal. He's saying that it's not like, hey, those past 12 chapters, I just talked about some really cool lofty stuff, and now let's get to the meat. He's actually keeping his focus the same. He says, look, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of everything that I was just talking about in terms of salvation and eternity and, and what it means for us, 
we can live a different kind of way. And then he goes on and he offers some instruction that I think can give us three different lenses through which we can view this season that we're navigating together. The first, he goes on to say that you should offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, that this is your true and proper worship. And so for you, this season, maybe it needs to be a season where you practice surrender. Maybe it's a season where you need to sacrifice something towards God. And you may be thinking, Eric, this is a season where I've had to sacrifice so many things. I mean, my normal is gone. My rhythm is gone. Do you know how many things I've had to surrender to God? And, and I get that. I mean, in, in so many ways, this has absolutely been a forced surrender on many of us, where we had to let go of our plans. We had to let go of our expectations. Some of us, maybe you're navigating the real extremes of this thing, and, and you had to let go of your job. Maybe your finances look like a wreck right now. Maybe it's impacted your health. I mean, this is such a serious thing that's impacting all of us differently. And I want to be sensitive to that. But if you're at all like me, I think there's a temptation for us to be forced to surrender in some ways, but not to really surrender at a heart level, our own expectations, our own efforts. I've found this tendency in myself as the old normal has gone away to just want to strive even more. I found myself busier than ever, even though our weekend services don't look like they typically do, uh, even though my, my job doesn't look like it typically does, my family rhythms look so different, I found myself still striving, still uh, trying to control things. And what I want to challenge you in today is what if in this season, God is actually inviting you to trust him more by acknowledging and surrendering control? For many of us, this season has been a wake-up call that we don't control nearly as much as we think that we do, that we actually don't control our destiny. And when times are good, it can be easy to lose sight of that. But in this moment, I think God wants to use this season to create a new normal of trust as we learn to offer ourselves to him, recognizing we, we don't control the outcomes of very many things in our life. All that we can do is trust and offer ourselves back to God. There's a famous psalm, uh, Psalm 46, and towards the middle of it, there's this verse that many of us may have heard before. It says, be still and know that I am God. But there's another translation that I think really hones in on this season in a unique way. It says in the New American Standard Version, seize striving and know that I'm God. It's not just about like, be still, go to a quiet place. It's about our inner life. It's about stopping this striving for control, this desire to be able to, to hold every outcome in our hands, but instead to recognize that God is on the throne, that God is in control, and that actually by giving up, by surrendering, by opening ourselves to trust his control for our lives, we actually open ourselves up to experience freedom. See, it's counterintuitive, but surrender is actually the pathway to our greatest freedom in life and in our relationship with God. And sometimes I think surrender can be as simple as surrendering to the brutal, honest facts of where we're at. It may be for you. What God wants to do in you as we navigate a new normal is he wants you to be honest with him for the first time. <laughs> he wants you to admit that, that this is hard. 
and, and that you really want to be able to control things. You really want to be able to control your schedule. You really want to be able to control and, and find security in your finances. I challenge you, if you find yourself in that space, surrender it to God by being honest to God, by acknowledging the brutal facts of your reality and trusting God with it. Just saying, God, here I am. And you can have me exactly as you find me today. Maybe for you, that's what practicing surrender in this season looks like. I would say surrender is something that has to happen daily for me. And I recognize the days where it does happen and the days when it doesn't. If I wake up and my feet hit the floor and I try to just start running, especially right now, if I try and start running in my old rhythms, really quickly, I find myself frustrated. I find myself striving to try and get some control, to try and make plans for an uncertain future. And it leads me to this space of frustration. But if I slow down, if I recognize that I need to start my day and surrender to God and actually spending time with God by, by reading his word, by, by praying to him, by inviting him to lead me in this season, it, it can change everything for me. So surrender, it's not something we do once to God and then we just settle back and, and try and navigate life on our own. Surrender is a rhythm that we have to practice, especially in this season, every single day where we choose to say, God, it's not about my plans. It's not about my desires. It's not about everything that I want or everything that I expected for this time. I want to give myself to you. And in giving myself to you, I want to open myself up to what you may want to do in me and through me for this time. So maybe for you, that's enough today. You need to practice surrender in this season. But the Apostle Paul goes on. He says this. He says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, trusting and surrendering to God, becoming that living sacrifice, it doesn't mean that we don't take action. It doesn't mean that we do nothing. It doesn't mean that we just kick back and wait. In fact, I would say that is more the pattern of this world. If I lean into the pattern of what I naturally want to do in this season, you're going to find me on the couch. You're going to find me just snacking my way through it or binge watching TV shows or video games have been my thing lately. When I, my stress level rises, I just like check out and I want to just sit in front of the screen and, and do nothing. That's not what God wants for me. And it's not what God wants for you. God doesn't want you to waste this time. He doesn't want you to just sit back and wait. He doesn't want you to conform to a pattern of this world that says you should just escape. You should just hide. I mean, maybe for you, your escape is something more serious. Maybe you struggle with alcohol abuse and this season has just been a trigger for that addiction. Maybe you struggle with depression and this season has just flared that up for you. God said, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but rather be transformed by renewing your mind by doing something, by cultivating habits that actually lead to the life that God wants for us. So for some of us this season, it's not only a season of surrender, but it needs to be a season of care where we focus on rhythms that actually lead us into the life that God wants for us. One of the most helpful tools that I've discovered in navigating my life's rhythms is this uh, silly acronym that says RPMs or RPMS. And each of those things stands for an area of our life that we need to keep our temperature on in terms of our rhythms, in terms of what God is leading us towards. The R stands for relational. How am I doing with relationally connecting with people in my life? And I found in this season, FaceTime is one of the greatest gifts ever for that. 
And I know we may all be experiencing Zoom fatigue and that whole deal, but I'd encourage you, man, do whatever it takes to connect relationally with the people around you in the season. Don't, don't let the temperature fall on that rhythm, but figure out what it looks like for you to connect with people that you love. The P stands for physical. And honestly, this is one that I've been slacking in through this season because it's so easy for me to hit the couch and to not do anything physically active for the whole week. But one thing that I found that's helped is just getting outside, experiencing God's creation, getting a little vitamin D through the sun and taking a walk around the neighborhood it is remarkable what that can do to my disposition, my temperament, and my ability to lean into what God may want for me during this season. So you got to pay attention to your physical rhythms. Uh, the M stands for mental. And with mental, I would even add emotional rhythms. Like how are you doing really? And what are you learning through this season? Could be a good check-in for you to consider what does my mental rhythms look like? Am I challenging myself in some way? Am I taking breaks? Am I getting rest? Am I processing the emotions of what I'm feeling as we navigate through a lot of change together? Uh, navigating your mental rhythms can be a huge thing. And then S, S stands for spiritual. What do your spiritual rhythms look like in the new normal? Are you spending time with God or is it going to the back burner? Are you intentionally seeking him through prayer, through reading his word, through connecting with other people who can encourage you along the way? All of these rhythms come together and help us be transformed through renewing of our mind. Uh, that RPMS rhythm can be a great check-in for you this week. And in fact, one way that I've seen people use this rhythm is to actually write it down and score themselves daily to say, hey, how am I doing relationally on a scale of one to 10? Write that number down. Same for the other categories. And then day over day, track how you're doing. See how your rhythms are caring for you and are cultivating in you that renewed, transformed life that God wants. So maybe for you, uh, surrender is not your thing. Maybe you're doing okay there. But what you need to focus in on during this season is creating some rhythms that actually lead to transformation, that lead to a renewed sense of who you are, who God made you to be, and what he wants you to do. And I'd encourage you, if that's you, use this RPMS rhythm uh, just to keep track of how you're doing and maybe start some new habits in the midst of this season that we're navigating together. Well, what's incredible about this is what Paul says next. He says, if we become this living sacrifice, if we surrender ourselves to God, and if we renew ourselves and become transformed through some of the rhythms of care that we create, he says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, perfect, and pleasing will. And here's what I want you to think about. There is going to be a new normal on the other side of this season. I know things are hard right now. I know it feels like we can't find our equilibrium. We can't figure out what normal is supposed to look like. But I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to use this season to create something new in you. And what Paul is getting at here is that if we're able to trust God in these ways, if we surrender to him, and then if we create rhythms that actually cultivate renewal in our lives, then we'll have the opportunity in this season to not only survive, but to begin to dream about what God may want to do next in us and through us. And don't miss this. So often we want to just rush to that part. We're like, God, just give me an answer. Just give me a plan. Just tell me how I'm supposed to navigate this thing. But getting clarity around what God wants for you 
only happens when we live out these rhythms of surrender and care in our lives. So here's what I want you to think about. There's a lot that we don't know right now, but there are some things that we do know, and there are some things that we can control. And so in this season, what does it look like for you to practice the things we've talked about? For you to actually practice surrender, for you to give yourself to God daily and ask him to lead you, to stop your striving, and to actually help you experience his presence? What does it look like for you to create a rhythm of care? Care for yourself relationally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and of course emotionally and all that as well. What does it look like? What do your rhythms look like? And, and how are you doing in practicing those rhythms as we're figuring out what it looks like in a new way? And then what dream might God want to plant in you through this season? What may he want to do next in you as we get on the other side of this and explore the future together? Here's what I want to go back to. At the beginning of this whole thing, Paul laid out a ton of stuff in terms of practicing surrender, cultivating these rhythms in our life and knowing God's will, dreaming about what he wants next. But he told all of us to practice these things in view of God's mercy. And here's what I want you to get today. So many of us, we know that we trust God with our ultimate reality. We know that we trust God with what's going to happen to us at the end of our life, that we're going to go to heaven. And we're totally comfortable trusting God there. But for many of us, it's a challenge to trust God right now. We trust God with our ultimate reality, but we struggle to trust him in our immediate reality. And one way that you can do that is to remember that the same God who holds your future holds you right now. That's the God that you're surrendering to. That's the God who wants to create something new in you. And that's the God who's going to come through for you as we step into this new normal together. God not only holds your forever, he holds your right now. And he wants to lead you in these rhythms of discovering a new normal together. So as we wrap up, here's what I want to challenge you to do. I just want to leave you with a few questions. And I would encourage you, uh, whether you're hunkered down at home, maybe you could use these questions with your family this week to check in on one another in this framework that we're talking about. Maybe you're a part of a life group and uh, you want to use these questions just as a check-in with your group this week, as you're meeting together over Zoom or, or whatever that looks like. And maybe you're here and you're not yet a part of a group. Reach out to our team and we would love to connect you with people who could help you process this season together. But the questions are simply this. Where do you need to surrender? Where do you need to create a new rhythm? And what do you need to dream about during this season? Where do you need to surrender? Where do you need to create a rhythm? And what do you need to dream about? in this season. Friends, if we practice this rhythm, this framework, I am so confident that God is gonna lead us into a new normal and he's gonna help us discern and know what he wants us to do in this time together. Well, hey church, uh, man, what an incredible word from Eric. And Eric, thank you so much, buddy, for, for that challenge. We're gonna, we're gonna leave those three questions up uh, for just a, a few seconds here so you can write those down if you need or pause this and get them, take a screenshot of it with your phone. Um, but man, we encourage you to, just like he said, maybe take a few moments to talk through those with, with your family or whoever you're watching with, or, or better yet, take those to your life group and, 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 and talk through those a little bit. And man, again, if you're not in a life group, we would love to help connect you with a life group. Uh, if you will send us an email at this email address, it's going to pop up on the screen, connect 
at revolutioncc.org. We would absolutely love to help you get connected. And if you're in a life group or maybe you even lead a life group, you know, maybe today the challenge uh, that you need to hear, and, and again, we said that earlier with Alan and Rachel Henshaw, like maybe you just need to go and invite someone. Maybe there's someone that you know has been, you know, taking part of our online services, but needs a little bit of push with that next step of connecting. Man, you can be the one to reach out to them today and, and give them that little bit of a push. Invite them to, to join you in your life group uh, this week. And, and if you're if you're a life group and you haven't met or haven't been meeting in this digital season, man, we would absolutely encourage you uh, to do that. You, there's several ways you can do it, whether it's Zoom or some other resources, you know, even just FaceTime if you have iPhones. But uh, what an incredible way for us to just encourage one another, to pray over each other, love on each other. And honestly, it, it helps a lot with my that that mental health a little bit that Eric has talked about in those RPMs. You know, it's absolutely uh, key for me to be able to have some interaction with other people um, throughout the week. And so it's 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 a great thing uh, to be able to do. Church, know that we love you. We are so thankful for each and every one of you that joins us each week. And I just want to say, uh, we see it each week, but I just want to say a special thank you to those of you who have been contributing to the church in this season, whether it's financially or, or maybe you're serving on a team. Maybe you're like Chelsea and uh, want to help give the host spot uh, or, or different things like that. There's so many people that are helping make this happen and to help uh, that are helping keep keeping the mission of helping people find Jesus and live like him, making that happen. And so if you want to give today, there's four ways you can do that. They're going to come up on the screen here. And I would just encourage you, uh, if you've, if you've never given before and are maybe a little hesitant, um, I would just challenge you, uh, to give today because God blesses those who honor him by giving, uh, especially in, in seasons of, of financial hardship. And so, man, make the choice to, to give today as a way of saying, God, I trust you. And, and I want to honor you. And so I'm going to do this knowing that you have my back, that you're holding me in your hands, that you are good, just like we sang earlier.